Black voices are making an impact this month and beyond. Keep listening to discover one of our favorite shows, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. There's a lot of misinformation out there, but the truth remains indisputable. I'm Dr. Rashad Ritchie, and every day I'll be bringing you a full dose of truth on my show, Indisputable. We cover criminal justice, social justice, politics, racism, police brutality, and everything in between. I even make space for conservative voices, but not before they step into the bullpen, where I debate them on their policy agenda. In January, I hosted They Called Him Radical, a special tribute to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It features myself, Senator Nina Turner, Ricky Smiley, and Sharon Reed. Together, we reflected on Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy, his real legacy, and considered what we can all do to continue to fight for a better world. Listen to Indisputable and They Called Him Radical on Apple Podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. Welcome to the Quick Stop F1 Formula One podcast. My name is Nasha, and you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. Joining me, as ever, is my co host and co founder, Tandy. Tandy. Hey. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. You had a yeah. good weekend. Had a great weekend. Uh, it's a bank holiday weekend. I've had a lot of food uh, and good. Yeah, good I saw on your Insta, yeah. Yeah. Tandy was posting all kinds of prawns, prawns. steak in there. It was uh, lamb chops, you wow. know, wow. rosé. Wow, look, yeah. classy girl. Okay, no, no you such a classy girl, and uh, <laughs> we appreciate that. So, um, should we should we bring in our guest? Yeah, let him in. Let him in. So Let we're going to introduce our guest. We've got a man like Taser in up, the building. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing, bro? Nah, I'm all good, man. You know, just same old Sunday stuff. You watch the race and then you're chilling and then vibing. It's nice to be on a platform where I get to talk about what I experienced and what I watched. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. No, we're, we're so happy to have you on. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not going to lie to you, Taser. I've been, I've been stalking you for a minute. So I've been, I've been, I know, I've been following you for a minute, and I was like, I was like, when we start an F one podcast, I've I've got to get this guy because you're really knowledgeable. You seem like you've got a real passion for the sport. Yeah, no, I have. I appreciate that. Um, I haven't like I'm not one of those fans who's been watching since like the nineties. So obviously, I've seen like In and Out, but I think I first started watching it when um Lewis Hamilton came into the sport. Yeah. Because that was, for me, that was like, all right, cool. I see someone, like, I've always liked cars. Like, anyone that knows me will tell you I'm, like, a car fanatic. So when I saw Lewis Hamilton go, like, a black man go into this this sport, I was like, all right, cool. Now's my time to get invested. I got invested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've loved it ever since. I missed a few years when I was in uni. But I think they were, like... um, the years where the Red Bull dominance was going on. So yeah. <laughs> then I came back and now, yeah, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> came back at the right time. Yeah. Yeah, nice. no, nah, for real. Nice. So before we get into the race, I think it'd be, it'd be really cool to, to talk about, um, I guess like in general, F1 had a, um, a, a parts of F1 joined in with a, a blackout. Uh, social media blackout about abuse you know we want to stand up against abuse it's not right coincidentally <laughs> ironically maybe um taser uh, on friday afternoon i think yeah. um you tweeted something really innocuously basically saying that you love you know the f1 black community basically yeah yeah <laughs> as a black and, man 
As, yeah, yeah. Do it. which I'm fully 100% allowed to do so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I guess for the listeners at home, what happened after that? Because we're laughing, but it, it was actually like quite horrible. Yeah, so um, I tweeted it, and I, I like um, I I don't really like touching my phone too much. I I don't have like Twitter notifications on, so I was just chilling. Then my friend Deborah <laughs> Deborah messaged me. She was like, "Yo, um, you're getting flamed on Twitter for your tweet." I was like, I was like, I didn't tweet anything like out of the ordinary. I didn't tweet anything offensive. So I went on, and then I started seeing like a lot of Spanish um, responses. <laughs> a lot of like um, I saw some French ones. I think I even saw some Portuguese ones. And then I saw some English ones and I was like, oh, okay, so people are offended because I've celebrated the black community in Formula One. And I would like to say I was sur- as a black man, exactly. I would like to say I was surprised, but I wasn't surprised. But I was caught off guard because I didn't expect it to be that. Because when I tweet Formula One stuff, especially if you tweet and something completely um, kosher, like, oh, Lewis Hamilton's a great driver, you'll get insulted by someone. Yeah. And most times more than often as a black fan you receive racial insults um because of your opinion of lewis hamilton or because your opinion of the race or whatever so i'll yeah again i'd like to say it surprised me it didn't really surprise me it just caught me off guard yeah and i guess to give you a flavor tandy and of the people give people at home a flavor of Mm. of what and i think it's it's mad because we're all here we're all bantering Yeah, yeah. But like, this yeah. is not a joke. Like it was, I yeah. was really taken aback at, like I say, we're used to it, but it's the fact that it was like the level mm-hmm. and yeah. the, the quickness of a boost mm-hmm. was, mm-hmm. it went mm-hmm. from zero to a hundred mm-hmm. in like yeah. minutes. Literally, it, literally. Minutes. Like, and it did, did not minutes. stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tanya, I know you've got some screenshots. Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> Are we, are we gonna, no, are we you know, naming and shaming? Pardon? Are we naming and shaming? You know what? I was actually thinking. Yeah, no, we might as well because you know what? Twitter is a public space. So anything you tweet, yeah. anyone can have yeah. access. You might as well okay. read out the ad and everything. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little link to all mm-hmm. of these screenshots. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So people can look at them and and see for themselves. Mm-hmm. But yeah, read them out because it's all right. So at Samu SV underscore said. This is literally racism. <laughs> Imagine. Imagine. Oh, wow. This is literally racism. Oh. E. Jess Paralelos, E-J-E-S, I don't know, he's Spanish. He has, quote, retweeted it with a picture of Lewis Hamilton and Hamilton's head has been replaced by what looks like a caricature of a black... It's like a gollywog. Like a cartoon, like a gollywog. Yeah, 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 I saw yeah. that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. ESP underscore 72 said, racist. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, there's one written in Spanish from Nico underscore SV5, which says, why do they think they're superior? Mm. Ivan Castro. Just before you carry on. Mm. Mm. Oh, no, carry on. Last one. Okay, Ivan Castor, said GTR said, "Black people stop racism." Also, black people, the black community, F one community. Now, racism and reverse racism argument. Nyasha, do you want to give us a point on that? 
It don't fucking exist, bro. It doesn't fucking exist. Yeah. <laughs> it, does, it, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't exist, bro. Like, I, yeah. I want, I, like, if there's any white people listening to this, I want mm. you to listen real good right now, mm. okay? There is no such thing as reverse racism, okay? Yep. Mm. It's impossible. Just is, because it, you're celebrating yeah. something black, it doesn't make it doesn't mean it's that crazy. you're anti-white. <laughs> no. And I think people often like I think what I saw one of the comments was like, oh, imagine if there was if we said like white F1 community. It's like you've had that. You had that F1 F1 community is white. <laughs> That's what you've got. That's mm. what you've been the whole time. Like it is uh it's it, like I, I it's frightening, guys. It's scary. I'm going to just come out and say it. It's scary. Yeah, it is, 100%. The tweets I've just read out aren't as bad as what was actually under that tweet. You know, there was someone who put a picture of Verstappen with his knee on Lewis Hamilton's head. Okay? That's scary. Like, That's that, frightening. It's like it's... um. I, I guess, like, Taser as well. Like, you know, we're, I, I mean, I was watching it honestly like and i just screenshotted every every single i was like refreshing it every minute and i was like mm. this is i'm i'm looking at it, it's crazy how did it feel and i'm sorry enough so fast to kind of go over it but i you know it'd be really interesting to like hear what it feels like for you to to as a fan of a sport to have other fans of the sport kind of just openly racially because like for me i i don't know about like i i'm into football like i love football and like Football's bad. Like, football's bad, but I've never seen anything the way F one does it. I, I've just never seen anything like that on like on that scale on like yeah. for a racial pylon essentially. Uh, how did it feel like kind of looking at that in your phone and as like as a fan of the sport and just as um, a black man? <laughs> as a fan of the sport, I was like, ah, it is what it is. This is this is normal. I get this. Like this is if you talk about Formula One and you're black someone's going to say something, whether it's a microaggression or whether it's straight out, I'm going to be racist and do this. So I'm going to be almost like abusive. Like, it's, so I was, I saw it and I was like, all right, cool. It's time for me to just tweet whatever I want to tweet. If they're getting angry and they're sitting there and they're writing and they're saying this or they're getting worked up, whatever it is what it is, they can do that. I'm easy. Do you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, the greatest um, driver of all time is a black man. I'm gonna celebrate that. No, I'm a black man. Right. I, I no, be, so, that's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you can so you can tweet you can tweet all you want. You can sell anything you want. You can boo. At the end of the day, my man's still winning races, and you know, still. like he's he's doing a lot for the black community, and he's made everyone in F1 um, drive cars that say "end racism" on. So boy. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know, like, you know, yeah, yeah, but um, I guess as a like that from a uh, fan of the sport and someone who knows what the sport is like, yeah, that's what it's it's normal. But as a black man, it's 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 difficult to, I guess, um, take it in that people would be that brazen about Mm. it. Yeah, Um, but it doesn't. Again, it doesn't surprise me. Um, I think what really offended me is that celebrating something black meant to a lot of people that I was being racist to them. Yeah. And that really didn't make any sense to me because racism is um, essentially the marginalization of a community, the oppression of a community. And last time I checked, uh, especially in foreign white people weren't oppressed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just from my perspective. Out of a whim, innit? 
we don't really have any races in predominantly black countries. We have one black driver. I think about 3% of the paddock is black. Um, yeah, so I don't really think white people are marginalized. Um, so it, that, that, that was really hilarious to me, but it's disappointing that in this day and age, we're still getting the same old story of, well, you're black, so you're not welcome here. You're black, yeah. so your opinion isn't valid. And I guess it hits home even further that it's happening at a time where all the drivers are supposed to be standing up against that kind of thing. Um, Even that whole movement kind of annoyed me because I guess it started as stand up against racism and then Formula One ticket and made it stand up against online abuse. Which is bullshit. uh, Yeah. I don't know because it's, I mean, if we look at Formula One drivers, look at what, is under Lewis Hamilton's comments. Look at what's under Max Verstappen's comments. There's a very different tone. There may be mm. people under Verstappen saying you're a terrible driver or oh, you're not that great or you're that, but Lewis Hamilton is you're black this, you're uh, yeah. N-word, you're this, you're that, you're, you you can't do this or you'll never be as great as Michael. It's like, come on, the stats already show he's better no. than Michael. Come yeah. on, do you know what I'm saying? Like, no, but, I mean... Yeah, but it's it's disappointing, but I guess I just have to continue to do things like come on like a black-owned platform such as this one or keep voicing my opinion. And I, I'm not going to hide away from it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I, all day, every day, I'm just going to be repping Lewis Hamilton. I'm going to be repping Formula One, all the other drivers as well. Even drivers like George Russell, I'm going to be repping them because at the end of the day, I'm a black man and I, I, I'm i allowed to do what I want. If you don't like it, fair enough, you're going to have to deal with it. If you don't want to change your mind with the times, that's your that's your cross to bear. But you'll be judged at the end of the day. I'm not. I'm. I'm just living my life. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm out here enjoying. I'm enjoying the race. I'm not sweating about shit, black people enjoying it. Yeah, but that's it. That's it, basically. Guys, right. I'm just gonna ask out of a whim right now. Who is it in the Formula One community? Like, what countries do you feel like it's more your rep that have got this? Um, I think. So I don't want to. I don't want to say it's predominantly this country or predominantly yeah. that country. I think a lot of the tweets that came to me were from um, a Spanish part of the Formula One community. But I think because it was initially picked up by a Spanish part of the Formula One community, I think those kind of comments would have come from anywhere. And I don't want to say specifically this or specifically that. At the end of the day, it's coming from everyone that isn't black. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I'm. I'm. I'm not going to be like, well, in England, it's not as bad because whether there's a hundred people doing it in England, a million people doing it in another country. There's still a hundred people doing it in England. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like every, everyone needs to take responsibility and everyone that is not black and they're seeing um, these racist comments and just sitting there, they're equally as accountable because yeah. if they really want to make a change, if they really want to end racism, if Formula One really wants to end racism, things like that shouldn't be allowed to happen. Things like that shouldn't be perpetuated every single week. Lewis Hamilton shouldn't have to go to Spain and have bananas or peanuts thrown at him. It's stupid. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand. It's, it seems to be like this performative activism that Formula One is doing where everyone's like, yeah, stand up against racism. But outside of the little introduction, that 30 second intro we get in the beginning of the races, I don't see any of the drivers talking about racism. I don't see any of them standing yeah. up about racism. Lewis Hamilton's going all across the country saying this, saying that, posting activism every single every single week, yeah. if not every single day, he's posting something that's pro-black and something that's showing that... Formula One needs to make a change and the world needs to make a change. And the drivers, they're like, oh, well, I'll do it when when I have no choice. I'm going to be black out my Twitter when I have no choice. It's stupid. Yeah. yeah. No, it is. And I, and I think, you know, I think it's a good question you kind of put there, Tandy, because, you know, and I, something you mentioned earlier, Taser, as well. Yeah. 
it's really I, I kind of promise myself every time Lewis Hamilton says something on Twitter I won't look at the replies I'm always like uh, let me not yeah. look at the replies yeah. but I always do like an idiot I always mm. I always because I know I just have to because I, I want to see it because I know it's still there because you know yes what you know the what happened on Friday and what you got horrible and it came you know it looked like it came from a particular section of fans you know and we all know that kind of not linked but you know the whole Alonso Hamilton thing and like yeah yeah that but this country this country you know you every time under the Hamilton's post there's you know these it's like either overtly racist or it's these undertones of Mm -hmm. oh you know uh from you know you how are you british if you're doing xyz or yeah. you know how how are you you know you don't deserve to be a serb because of the tax thing the tax thing is false as well mm-hmm. he's in mm-hmm. like the top was it 50 or top so a really yeah. high like amount of people who pay tax like and it's just you know like you say there is a problem in british f1 fan fandom or whatever in britain with racism yeah. full stop and Weird. you know it's I'm so happy that we have a platform like this for us to have these conversations, because if we don't have this conversation, I can guarantee you no one else mm-hmm. is going to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I, I remember last year listening to F1 podcasts at the height of everything that was going on. And it was like footnotes at the end mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, oh, they'd be really sympathetic about what's going on. And oh, isn't that really bad? But oh, there was no, there is, you're still like an all white platform. You've never yeah. had a black person on your program. Yeah. You never like after all of that, you still don't talk about it. You know, it is what it is, but look, it's great that we're here and, and yeah. we're able to have this conversation. Cause I think a lot of people for a long time have been starved of it. And, yeah. Uh, and obviously what we really saw under your comments was it was all the negativity, but from the positive side, we had a lot of black Formula yes. One fans coming out and saying, oh yeah, I love that. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like a lot of people resided, like I'd put, I want that tweet on a t-shirt. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> a wavy tweet because it was nice to see everyone just kind of dropping their Lewis Hamilton memes. Do you know what I'm black saying? people dropping their, their giffies. I love that. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, so definitely. sad that, you know, this is what comes with being a black Formula One fan. And exactly. what can we do? On the subject of what you were just saying just then, um, Yasha, about um, Lewis's comments, I always like to look at the Formula One um, comments on Instagram. And today somebody said, you know what? Yes, Lewis has won, but he's not likable. His arrogance kills me. And I was just thinking, why is it, we hear this with black women all the time. Why yeah. have we always got to associate arrogance and angriness and all this stuff with being black? Just say you don't like him because he's black. Just exactly. say you don't want him to be a it's champion because he's black. Just say exactly. that. Don't start bringing, he's, he's got an attitude, he's got arrogance. You don't sleep in his room. You don't, exactly. you don't breakfast <laughs> with him. So you don't know him like that. Yeah, exactly. Just say you don't like him because he's black. Everyone that um, I know that has met him has said he's a, the nicest person. There you he's, go. People that say that he's like an amazingly nice person. And it's funny because Verstappen can push a camera out the way. Yeah. Verstappen can swear. Verstappen can use racial slurs mm-hmm. on the TV, on the radio. And no one's saying that he's got attitude or he's angry or he's this mm-hmm. or he's that. It's because Lewis Hamilton is a black man. And these are the, these are the um, I guess, the prejudices and the these are the um, stereotypes that we have to face on a daily basis, whether it's Lewis Hamilton or whether it's 
a regular dude walking down the street and someone crosses the road. It's just, it's, it's unfortunate it's normal for us, but I think things like this are good. Even when people come out of the, the woodworks to say these microaggressions and say these things, I appreciate it when there's platforms like this and when there's people in certain comments being like, you don't have to say things like that and sparking a conversation, whether or not this person's going to change his opinion. At least there's 50 other people that are reading it and I'm, I see, oh, okay, actually, you know what? Maybe they're right. Maybe I do have these microaggressions. Even if it's, out of a thousand people is one person that changes that's that's something for me it's not good enough but it's something yeah indeed indeed yeah. and look man like it it sucks like i said it sucks that that happened it sucks but i think yeah the solidarity from the community for me was something that uh yeah honestly yesterday yeah like, i loved funny. it yeah i loved it, it. Was, it like it really did sit with me and yeah. I, was, I was actually like i was buzzing i was like cause i just it was so cool seeing mm you know all these ads people are like yes me i'm like wow there's yeah, so I'll, many yeah that's my exact reaction because i've i've always tweeted about formula one but i've never really had like i've i know a few black people that are into it and we have this like i always thought this was like oh this probably as good as gonna get i'm gonna have like my 10 people or like my five people or whatever but then i t- made that tweet and yeah i got tons of racist comments but i got tons of black people that i'm like yeah let me follow this person let me follow yeah. that person because i'm like I, on a sunday i want to go in there and i want to see people saying stuff that's not um like microaggressions or yeah. something that's slightly offended oh, i'm not hearing on the uh, the uh the commentators say oh lewis hamilton is streetwise and i like yeah. when i when i heard <laughs> when i heard the comment today oh yeah lewis hamilton streetwise when i heard that and then i saw that no one white picked up on that the whole of the all of the black community was like streetwise he's not even on the street he didn't have time no. to be on the streets man no, this guy's been racing yeah, no, streetwise basically means, oh, like, you know, like, he's Sass- got swagger, he's black, he's, you know what I'm saying? Oh, he's yeah. black, yeah, he's black. He's black. <laughs> oh, yeah, if, if the man pushes him off the road, he's going to push him back. He's got nowhere yeah. to go. Streetwise is often used as a counteract to um, bookwise. Yeah. So, so like, someone who goes to, like, school and mm. goes to college and go whatever, like, they are they are bookwise. They're like, they're smart, yeah. but like someone who doesn't have a formal upbringing, a formal education, <laughs> they're out in the street. So they know how to it's maneuver in the street. It's funny that you should but, say that because Jermaine. when Jensen Button was racing, everyone be like, Oh, he's so good at saving his tires. His race so IQ smooth. is so great. He's so yeah. smooth. When you yeah. see George Russell, Oh yeah. Mr. Saturday. He's, he's, just, he's so on it. He's, yeah. but when is Lewis, he's got this raw pace. He's straight wise. <laughs> you know, like, he's not going to have that. When someone pushes him off a track, he's not going to let that happen yeah. a second time. He's like, come on, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Lewis Hamilton's probably got the best yeah. racing IQ of everyone. Yeah. Lewis Hamilton will be asking about is what's mm-hmm. this person's tire? What's this? What's this? What's this? But I never Bro, hearing that. Mm-hmm. This guy, look, let's, and then as a good segue, let's get into the race. Yeah, let's get into it. I've got, I've got, <laughs> we, let's go. We've got some talking to do. Um, so um, let's get into race. And um, I want to, uh, I want to get into. Hey, look, so we have the start. They kind of everyone gets off the line pretty well. The top three anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Perez succumbs to signs though on on the soft tires, but then Kimi has a weird moment and drives into I think his teammate and breaks his wing. We have a safety car. Taser. Uh what were your thoughts, I guess, when the the safety car was was out and then, you know, on the restart, I guess Lewis getting jumped by Max and and um yeah, I guess what were your what were your thoughts at that point? 
Um, I think what happened to Lewis would have happened to any driver in second place. I watched Bottas and I must say, I'm not like the biggest Bottas fan, but his restart was the ultimate, like he played the ultimate poke face because he was still mid warming up his tires, gunned it. So everyone was caught sleeping. And I think that um, Lewis getting jumped by Max, it's just, it was just normal. Max had the slipstream. It was going to happen. Do you know what I'm saying? Like anyone in that, in Lewis's position, this exact same thing would happen unless they were literally looking at Bottas and edging every two seconds. Yeah. But that's, yeah. It wasn't going to happen. It wasn't any, anyone would have got, Bottas played it really well, but um, yeah, the restart was just mad. Even Kimmy crashing into his teammate, but I think he was looking in his mirrors or something, but cause that was yeah. wild. But let's not get yeah. into that. <laughs> Gary, Kimmy. Uh, yeah, Kimmy. Kimmy. <laughs> we may come back to that one. Yeah. All right. Cool. Let's come back to that one. <laughs> we may come back to Kimmy cause uh, I, I've got things to say on that, but I might leave it for my donkey. I'm not sure. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, Tandy, I guess at, at that point in the race, Bottas looked like he had control of of the race. Did you I guess we know the result now or whatever, but mm. like did you did you think that he would be able to sustain that pace or were you worried that he, he I was be- more thinking he better sustain that pace. <laughs> I mean, like you guys know how I feel about Bottas. Um but I think he did really well today, you know, guys. I actually think he did yeah. quite well. I saw your tweet earlier. <laughs> I saw our tweet earlier where you were like, he does his job in being the side man, in being the yeah. second yeah. guy. He does but it he well. Doesn't want, he doesn't want to be the That's yeah. the problem. Boo hoo. That's who you are now, okay? <laughs> he does it well. Quack, 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 quack. News, breaking news. You're doing it well, okay? So just maintain it. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah like, in this race, I was proud of him. Yeah. Good going, okay. Good going for Bottas. I mean, again, we may come back to that. Um, <laughs> but back no, that but I, I definitely understand, I guess, like what, what you mean by that. In that, you know, <sighs> Bottas will deliver, you know, I guess, you know, we look at, look at uh, Perez's race today mm. and, you know, yeah, he ended up fourth, but you know, he spent time behind the Ferrari of science, you know, uh, after getting jumped by him. And then obviously they just put him on an awful strategy where he's probably still out on his first <laughs> stint right now. <laughs> they, they kept him out that long. Um, but, but, but like, you know, so Bottas, I feel like he, other than like, I feel like Turkey, maybe Imola, um, he, he will give you a solid result, but you know, before the race, and I guess Taser, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of put this to you. You know, with Bottas before the race or after qualifying, you know, they were asking him, you know, ah, uh, you know, this is a everyone's talking about the title fight between Max and Lewis. How do you feel? And you know, before they could finish, he was like, "Oh, let them talk." You know, and and in his mind, he thinks that he will or he has the ability to beat Lewis over the course of a season. Do you do you think? Do you, I guess, do you agree with that? Or or do you, what are your views on Valtteri Bottas, I guess? You know, uh, Valtteri Bottas is like the little brother you have that convinces themselves that they can do whatever it was. And they, they do have natural talent and they are good at what they do, but they're so concerned about one-upping you, they end up tripping over themselves. Yeah. Wow, Instead of Bottas so to be focusing on beating everyone else first and foremost, he focuses too much on beating Lewis. Mm-hmm. So he's driving, he's driving with an almost type of um, uh, like 
like revenge or aggression yeah. or that there's something there and it's any sportsman will tell you when you started doing that in a sport where like imagine you're playing football now and your main focus is oh I want to score more goals than my teammate nah yeah. you have to you have to win and you have to you know outperform the other team like yeah. when you start focusing at home too much you're already in the wrong like you're in the wrong mentality and I think Bottas has let himself get into this pit of I need to show everyone I'm I can perform on Lewis's level if not better and that's left him open to people like Max Verstappen, um, to people like Checo coming in and, you know, catching him off guard. And because he's so focused, what's Lewis doing? What's Lewis doing? And then Verstappen will just sail up on the inside of him. I think it's unfortunate. And I think the only way that it can be sorted out is with like um, sports therapy or if he moves to a different team. It's a very Cain and Abel sort of story. But for those who don't know yeah. Cain and Abel, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how it is. Yeah, you're <laughs> it's very a Sunday. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> taking it out the yeah, church. Let's, let's take it there. <laughs> it's getting enabled. Yeah, he's definitely gone in for that seat so hard that he's he's left so much room. When we look back at Bottas's legacy, guys, what do we? You'd want to see all the good things, but we're all gonna always think Bottas and Lewis and how he was with Lewis. That's his legacy now. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's his legacy. That hundred percent. That's his legacy. Wow, that's an amazing point. That Thank is- you. <laughs> No, but it's, it's, I've never thought of it like that. I've never thought I of do. it. I've been thinking as, about this. Yeah, no, look, this Ooh. is why this is why I'm yeah. <laughs> podcast with you. Yeah. Um, no, because it, it's true. You know, even look, look at the drive to survive. Mm. This, and I know, drive to survive is obviously it's fabricated. They have to make sure of that. But he, it's I was I I was genuinely shocked at how focused and how obsessed he is with lewis yeah it's ridiculous. to the point mm-hmm. of willing to sacrifice you know his team's qualifying and mess that all up and 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 just how much he's in his head and that was for one race which he got a lucky win basically because lewis did a start at the end yeah. of the pit lane like he was so obsessed with lewis and i remember thinking that that is not healthy like it's, it's not, not healthy. we are it's and we're strange. going to remember him. That's why. That's how he's going to be remembered as the guy who, season after season, Valtteri two point oh three point oh. I think this is four, maybe three point five because he's not even as good as three. Mm. Um, you know, continually failing despite what, no matter what he tries to do, continually failing to match Lewis. And you know, there, there you go. But I guess you know we move on. Uh, you know, through the race and um. Tandy Lewis passes Max uh, for second place. Mm. Um, at that point, um, I I tweeted that I'm going to put everything I have on Lewis Hamilton. He said he's going to put his house on it. He said his whole uh, 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 your, whole bank account. Yeah, whole, mm. whole bank account. Bank whole bank account. Whole bank account. <laughs> emptied it out. Um, but I guess what did you at that point? You know. Uh, you know, Lewis passed Max, and then obviously set about on 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 Bottas. Did you did you think that Lewis? Were you like equally confident, or did you did you still think it was going to take quite a while before it got to you know a Lewis versus Bottas kind of situation? I definitely think from Lewis's performance last week, guys, we know this guy is going to turn it around. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. We know he's going to turn it around. He tweeted, um, it was such a tough race physically and mentally. I didn't get a good start and I also lost out the restart, but it was a great result in the end. Today, today was, wasn't all perfect and we need to get ready now for quick turnaround for Spain. He knows it was rubbish, but Lewis does not like to lose, guys. You hear him in the radio. Yeah, he he doesn't, doesn't like you guys thinking, you know, because he knows he's got so many, his fans know him in it. So he doesn't want people thinking he's going to fall flat. And I, I didn't fall. I didn't think man was going to ever lack. Never. For sure. And, mm. and, and Taser, the, um, he hunted Bottas down um, for the second year in a row. Mm. Um there was an air of inevitability about it, but I guess how impressed were you with, with Lewis and, and, you know, the, the, the speed at which he went past Verstappen and obviously Verstappen made a mistake, but you know, I think that move was going to happen at some point anyway. And then how quickly he caught up to Bottas and then um, stuck it on him basically. Yeah, I think uh, mightily impressive. Um, Again, he's just someone that he's so in tune with what's going on around him. He's so in tune with where his tires are, where everyone else's tires are, what times he should be setting there. It's just we've come to like almost take it for granted of at how structured and how um, focused he is when he drives. And when I saw um, he got jumped on the start, I was like, all right, cool. It's, I was thinking it's long for everyone now because <laughs> if Lewis Hamilton feels as if he slipped up, he will give it 150% to prove that he's still worth every single penny that they're paying him. Yeah. And he sailed past Verstappen and I was just like, yeah, that's, it was going to be, it was going to be light work because Verstappen didn't skimper off into the distance, even though he had the, what you could call the faster car, he didn't disappear. Yeah. And for me, if Lewis is behind you on the same tires, following at such a close speed where he's losing downforce and still managing to stick with you, he's going to pass you. Yeah. And then, yeah. so when that happened, I was like, well, I was expecting that. And then when the bot has thing happened, the Bottas thing, sorry, I was just like, look, and, and Lewis didn't have to do anything. Bottas was so focused on defending mm. against Lewis. He messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Embarrassed yeah. himself. Yeah. yeah it, it was, he went so defensive Bottas on that move that it just completely compromised him. And yeah. uh, I mean, like, like I say, it was, they always say, you can, I mean, and they've made improvements to the cars so that people can follow closer, but yeah. we don't see too many people in F1 who are able to go behind the car close lap after lap after lap after lap and pressurize them. That's why Verstappen made a mistake and ended up losing the place to Hamilton. That's why mm-hmm. Bottas went so defensive because he'd had lap after lap after lap of Lewis on his gearbox and it's yeah. it's incredible because you're not supposed to be able to do that you know they talk yeah. about dirty air all the time exactly <laughs> i think um lewis is just again he's just one of those talents like when you think of names like jim clark Ayrton senna um he's just someone that i guess was born to do what he's doing he's yeah. it's almost like when he gets in the car it's not lewis and the car it's just lewis hamilton do you know yeah. what i'm saying and yeah. him following behind, and look, this isn't the first time we've seen him do things where people, even commentators and experts are like, how does he do it? How does he do it? It must be the car. It must be that. It, he, the man just has this like innate ability to take a car around a track as fast as it will ever go. 
Yeah, it's all in the it. noggin. It's all in the noggin for him. You can tell, yeah. like, mm-hmm. he's a good driver, but he really thinks about every every step everything. is calculated. Everything, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which makes the whole streetwise thing rubbish. That's what, you know what I mean. You know? <laughs> that's what, like, exactly. that's what makes the, that's that's what annoys me about it. Also, yeah. what streets was he in with all the other black people? Because there's no other black people in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'm no. saying? Like yeah. it, it's like uh, it's it's like and I. Uh, Shooting them some bail, I guess, you know, maybe it is a, a clumsy way of saying he's got incredible race know-how, right? But they don't say it about any other driver. Yeah. Like, I mean, say, call it what it is. It's genius. And, I, you know, the, the closest they get to it is at the end of the race when he wins, Crofty will be like Sir Lewis Hammond. And like that is yeah. like the height of like, um, just call it what it is. We're watching yeah. genius performances at the moment history every single day guys we are watching history every single day even if we let's look back at briefly at silverstone last year he had three tires (laughs) and won the race and do you know what was do you know something i didn't that no one picked up on that i noticed is as soon as his wheel went last year he was already making changes like he was making changes before even saying anything and he knew, okay, let me turn the differential down. Let me change brake bias. Let me do this. Let me do that. Let me do this. Let me do that. And then afterwards, mm. he was all he said was, how far is Verstappen? And then they told him, he was like, cool. And he just drove it to the end. Like, the, he's just he's just in tune. He's just in tune. hundred percent. I love uh, to hear people talk about Lewis Hamilton, man, with passion. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> love it. Look, it's... it's, it's Superhero stuff, bro. Exactly. Yeah, like he he's he's incredible. And look, I'm sure I'm sure one of us will pick him very soon in, <laughs> in driver of the day. Yeah. But um, let's uh, just one more point of the race. We kind of petered out towards the end with you know with the with the stops and stuff. But I think um, Tandy, uh, I'm going to counter your point that Bottas had a good race. <laughs> Uh, I'm just gonna, uh, but no, but it's it's twofold. Um, one, I don't think it's entirely his fault that he ended mm. up third. Mm. In that, I think that Mercedes could have stopped him before Max Verstappen stopped. And I think, I think because they didn't want to give him like uh, the undercut and and make him stop before Lewis, they kept him out. But. Max Verstappen being out, pitting a lap before him, basically when Bottas stopped and got past like straight away because his tires are too cold. I think it it limited him. Yeah, you know, in strategy. It did. And and I think the I think it was a three point six second stop, three point eight. Yeah. Was it three point three? Three point three. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. So like you know that is that's too long. Like obviously you know they're not known for their like two second stops, but that. No, I think like if he was 0.8 seconds less, you know, he would have had like maybe a bit of a healthier lead. He wouldn't have maybe had like the the DRS. I'm just saying, look, I'm shooting mm-hmm. in bail. Mm-hmm. I think he would have still got got, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but however, I just think but, yes, yeah. From first to third, his I think I think what's alarming is what 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 is it? Is Lewis Hamilton? getting the best out of a poor Mercedes car or is Bottas not maximizing uh, a top two car? 
like and is it somewhere is it somewhere in the middle of those two basically in what is what is Bottas's reason I guess from for going from first to third like let's (laughs) let's talk about it because it's why why isn't he able sometimes it happened last year in Portugal as well uh to stay in the lead when he's leading okay it's multiple things okay Okay, that's good no let's have a conversation it's Kane and Abel syndrome yeah Mm -hmm. it's as you said not being able to actually maximize a very good car because Mercedes it's a good car guys especially the engine yeah especially Mm -hmm. the engine yeah yeah for sure 100% and it's it's genuinely a man not being ready to be in a Mercedes car. He doesn't belong in the Mercedes, guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. You hear me now? We know so who, we we know who belongs in Mercedes. So <laughs> we know. So do you think? I think so. I'll put it to both of you. Do you guys think that? Okay, let's just let's just say. Do you think if George Russell is in that car, it's a Mercedes one two today, or do you think it's still a Mercedes one three? Uh, I think it'll be. I think it would have been. It depends on how much experience George has had in the car. Yeah. I think, I think from what I watched today, even if Bottas had a perfect stop, he would have still been got. And what stood out to me, you said obviously they could have pit him earlier, but what stands out to me is that Lewis would be like, "I need to pit now." Bottas had the he had the whole world to any time he wanted to say, "We need to pit now. I want to jump him," but he won't do that. Do you know what I'm saying? He's too focused mm-hmm. on what's Lewis's strategy. It's, sorry to go back to this Bottas thing again, but and then Bottas came out of the he came out of the pit and it's like you just saw this man driving the car and just crumble like you could literally see him just crumbling mm. and you could say the tires are cold but when Verstappen came out of the pits he wasn't sliding about like that when Lewis came out of the pits he wasn't sliding about no I didn't see any I don't think I saw anyone sliding about like Bottas did nah. he was he was just so I think he was just so disheartened about getting overtaken and now he has to fight back and he just I guess the, the sports term is over aroused where you you just start reacting too much you're not processing every minute detail and um yeah he just I, I think I've, he just uh, got... I've definitely been there okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think um I think Bottas just gets once he's over aroused that's it he's fight he struggles to claw it back I think if George was in that car from what I've seen from George he's a cooler headed driver but he's still he's still young yeah yeah he's still he's still young in it yeah yeah but i don't see i don't see george the thing is i don't see george being comfortable getting beaten by lewis hamilton day in and day out i didn't i don't see that happening and i think that for the team chemistry at mercedes it would be unhealthy oh i think i lost everyone oh it's yeah i can't remember what i was saying but yeah, You're back, yeah? <laughs> no it's cool no it's cool i think look i think i think the same look it's a poison chalice you, you know we talk about the second red bull seat ah, that second red mercedes seat like you know yeah. Yeah, who wants to be in the, like obviously you yeah. want to be in that seat yeah but, i think you know I think but then right again, now, that seat just feels a bit warmer than the second seat of, per se, let's say, Red Bull. 
um, that seat just feels warmer because I, I know Lewis is very much, he's always willing to help you. Do you know what I mean? Like he feels like, he feels like a person who's nice. So it doesn't feel like a terrible thing because you've got a great car. I think if you're a driver, you have to be careful because that seat is almost radioactive when Lewis Hamilton is racing with you because yeah. he's going to make you look stupid. He's going to make you, yeah, okay, yeah. and if he doesn't make you look stupid, you're going to make yourself look stupid because mm. you're going to get a repeat of like the, like for example, the Rosberg situation where the team's going at each other. It's, that seat right now, I don't think anyone in Formula One can get in that seat and perform to the standard that is required whilst also being a team player. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Like, I think it's going to take Lewis leaving the sport before anyone will feel ever feel comfortable in that seat. Yeah, of course. I think, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think uh, yeah. I think as long as Lewis look, he, <laughs> he's getting better. <laughs> he's, get, he's, he's getting, getting better. better. It's just not making sense. He has better every race, you guys. I, yeah. You know what I mean? And the guy has already said, "I'm staying. I'm yeah. staying. I want. I want. Yeah, do you know what I mean?" I'm at so, the height of my game. Like I might as well go for I might as well go for nine if I want to, or go right. for eight or whatever. Like mm-hmm. my thing is like it's like it's like it's like jo- joining the Bulls in '96 season, height of Michael Jordan's performance, and wanting to play the same position as Michael Jordan. It's not going to happen. Sorry, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been benched now, and you've been benched the whole season. Everyone's going to be like, "This guy doesn't score no points. This guy doesn't have no yeah. playtime." You might be the second best player of all time, but because Jordan's there. You're gonna look like the worst. That's mm-hmm. it. You have you, in that seat is you have to be a team player. And unfortunately, in Formula One right now, there's no team players that I see that could sit alongside Lewis Hamilton and perform okay. at the same time. Uh-huh. No, one hundred percent. So look, Lewis Hamilton after you know after a round of pit stops ends up winning at a canter. Everyone pitting for 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 uh, fastest lap. Um, so let's let's and then I guess we can discuss the rest of the race through our picks. So I'm gonna go uh to uh Tandy. Who was your star driver of the day? You already know who my star driver of the day who is. Who is it? Mr. Sir Lewis Hamilton, Mr. Streetwise KFC, <laughs> whatever you guys yeah. been <laughs> Listen, guys. History in the making. For real, for real. This guy, like, history in the making. Like, he, this car is very good, but the experience of watching Formula One every day and just watching this man take on all these little things and him just always get pole. Not only always get pole, guys, always get first. Yeah. That is. How is he not my goat of the day? It would be an insult for me to name anybody else the goat of the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he, no, thank you. He is mm-hmm. great. You know what, actually, I'm actually we're opening the inaugural Club Nashi today, guys. Yeah. We're having a celebration. Yeah. Yeah. I've got some Ray and Nephew in it. Look, I'm getting twisted. We've <gasps> got some Ray and Nephew. We've got some Maggie. Look. Yes. I'll tell you now, <laughs> for those who are on, on uh, the Spotify I've just done a cocktail, which is going to get me pretty drunk. But this yeah. is the Club Nashi's open to all oh, Team LH. Man. Come through. We're getting twisted tonight because <laughs> this guy, this guy, I know, I know you guys have got water. Look, <laughs> cheers. 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 This guy is 
just he is the greatest. And the thing is, Taser, you mentioned earlier, like what what do you want? Tire management. He's the best. <laughs> he is the best in wheel to wheel combat. <laughs> he he is the best. He has um he's on ninety nine pole positions. He's on ninety seven race victories. He's gonna be a double centurion this year, probably before summer. Like I don't think people and this is and you know for him to win, for him to win so convincingly today. Look, he everyone's having issues with tires. My tires, my tires, my tires. This guy is pulling out leads of seconds, uh no, ten seconds or so in front of his teammate, in front of Verstappen, who has a better car who would have stuck it on pole if he could stick within track limits, who would have had fastest lap if he could stick within track limits. Like, this guy, Hamilton, the level of racing we're seeing, I watched the Schumacher years. Like, I I grew up watching Schumacher. This is surpassing that because of the consistency of it, because of the fact that it's not a sport that is rigged towards Ferrari, like Ferrari had it, you know, the tire wars and whatever. Like it's such an even sport. They even tried to do regulations, which hurt Mercedes. They've actually, mm-hmm. they've hurt Mercedes and he's still putting these, these performances. Taser, I'll, I'll, t- I'll let you have a bit because I could go on. For yeah. hours. <laughs> I actually could go on for hours. I can go on for hours. <laughs> but uh, I just, every, every week we come on this podcast and we have just, his romantic odes to Hamilton. I just ah. Oh, now you have to, you have anyway, to, sorry, you have to give the guy's flowers. You have to give Lewis Hamilton his flowers because what the guy does is just, he. I think I always say this, but he's just built differently. Like he's just, I don't know something about something about his focus, but I don't think it's just he, him turning up on Saturdays and turning up on Sundays and just killing it. I feel like every single day this guy's meditating, this guy's focused, this guy's worried about his health, he's worried about this, he's doing this, he's doing that, and still finding time to, you know, like just kill it day in and day out. It's just like even the Mercedes team now, where they are, they can't, if it wasn't Hamilton in that seat, they wouldn't be where they are with this car that performs like this. They wouldn't be like this where they're the, the they're renowned and they're the Ferrari of this decade. It's It's, it's just crazy that, it's just crazy that, it just happens so frequently now and everyone's super desensitized from it. But <laughs> I mean, like the guy is just from day. Look, let's just, the, I guess this sums up the best way in his rookie year, he was one point away from winning the championship. That's, that's all, that's all that has to be said. Do you know what I mean? And if you think about where he lost it. Like he, he drove into, he crashed in the pit lane in China in like the penultimate race or something where, where he was winning. And like, that's, that's how he lost. I mean, that's how he lost that championship. Like, and because his team kept him out on tires when they, when they shouldn't have, like he, he easily could have won that season, should have won that season. And then he, and then like, join, he's just, ah, I, yeah, he's just, he's just different. He's just so different. Yeah. No, for real. And I just, for him to win on a, like on the weekend where you had a bunch of racists up in your mentions. It's so just, je ne sais quoi about it, isn't it? It's just, there's something about that. It's just like, it's like my, his ancestors are just like dashing that love yes. at him. Just, yes. Do you like, know what I mean? oh. and let me tell you something. If he gets his 100th pole in Barcelona next week, 
I swear, <laughs> that will just be the icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. That will be the icing on the cake because Barcelona has been historically racist at Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Historically the racist um, um, to F1 fans when it comes to social media. So for Lewis Hamilton, if he gets his 100th pole there and 98th victory, mm, <laughs> chef kisses, chef kisses. That <laughs> be crazy. Incredible. But look, there were some other good performances out there today, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Taser, uh, who else um, kind of stood out for you today? Um, who stood out for me today? I think uh, Checo stood out. Um, managing those tyres, he, he drove the mediums until yeah. I think uh, he did 10 more laps over what he should have done. Yeah. So that was impressive. Um, I mean, it didn't feel like he had raw pace but he was um, very smooth with it. But I think for me, I'm really impressed with Lando Norris. I think this season yeah. he's come into a, he's mm-hmm. come into that. I am the best midfield driver here. And he's, it's weird because he's so young and it's almost come out of nowhere, but I feel like he's just got the McLaren team now that's fully around him. And he's just reached that next level of, you know, he's in tune with the car in tune with what it takes to be a racing driver and, He's just focused and seeing yeah. how he performed today. And it wasn't his greatest performance, but I'm ultra impressed with where he's going as a driver. For sure. No, he, he was great. I was watching the pre-race. We had an interview with him and George Russell. And he was saying how he, um, less time on Twitch, less time gaming. And I actually remember a quote from him I, last season. At the beginning of last season, I think like during the lockdown, and he was like, "Sometimes I used to, I play uh, I play online games so much, like uh, and uh, I'll fall asleep whilst playing." And I remember thinking, like, that is wild. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, is, I was like, "You're literally a fo- how are you a four one driver? You're like just playing online games until you <laughs> can't keep your like a child." Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I was like, "That's crazy." So it's actually, you know. You can tell, like I say, he's decided, right, I've got everyone's thinking. And look, I thought he was going to get flamed by Ricardo. Uh, and obviously, <laughs> Ricardo needs to get used to the car. But uh, <laughs> can, we, uh, can we talk about that, please? Okay, sure. Um, At what point are we going to stop saying Ricardo needs to get over the car? Okay, could you know what? This is, this is good because I was. I asked this. Uh, but you're a big Ricardo fan. I am. So, and it's embarrassing. Are you are you are you running? So, are you running out of patience? Basically, I'm running out of patience because I don't know how many more episodes I can do with this podcast and come <laughs> and defend him because it's now embarrassing on my part. Do you know uh, what I mean? Uh, um, I think today he did all right, though. You know, going from eleventh well. to what did he finish? He went, he went from sixteenth uh, to ninth. Ninth, yeah. yeah. Gained two ninth. points. I'm proud, yeah. But you're a good driver. Mm. And what is your legacy going to be? Uh, I think that... Is it going to be... Ricardo moves from team to team to team? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think Ricardo is chasing that, you know, I want to be in a fast car and have that easy win and do this instead of just like chilling for a second and putting it in the ground. If Ricardo was in the 2014 Mercedes, he would have moved. If he was in the... (laughs) If he was in a uh, Red Bull three, four years ago, he would have moved, He would, which he did. Yeah. If he was in um, Renault, he would have moved, which he did. And McLaren, he's probably going to move. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. He's almost like a nice guy 
Alonso in that he just keeps moving yeah. and moving, yeah. but it's yeah. in this like elusive search for greatness. But yeah, he's I think happy. he's he's just been gassed up too much, in my opinion. Like, you think? Oh, really? Yeah, I've never like I've always been like, oh yeah, Ricardo's a cool dude. I like Ricardo and everything, and he's a great driver. And look, I'm no, I can't do what he does, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like as someone watching, like I, I, I'm not the best singer in the world, but I can tell you when someone can't sing. But as someone watching, it's like Ricardo is a really good driver, but I think Formula One, especially the Western Formula One world, has gassed him up to feel as if he is ultra tier driving level as if he's on the same level as Verstappen and Hamilton and he's unfortunately he's not and I think the reason he's not he hasn't been in a team long enough to create that foundation and become one with the team and become one with the car look Verstappen's raced for Red Bull basically all his career apart from uh Toro Rosso back in the day Lewis Hamilton McLaren and Mercedes that's it um Ricardo's on his third team or fourth team he even did he did um Toro Rosso so he's on his fourth team. Yeah, he's, and, and that's the thing. And the thing is, if you're going to make these moves, you've got to see them through. Like, so if you're, if you're going to make the move to Renault, Alpine now, you've got to stick with it. Like if Schumacher yeah. left, it took Schumacher five years after leaving to go to Ferrari to win the first title. If he'd left halfway through, you don't get, what happened like after that, the dynasty, because he puts that team around him. You have a car that you're so in tune with. You've got your, the team builds around you. Exactly. You go into McLaren, you probably thought, Lando's young. I'll go in. I can fucking, I'll, I'll perform straight away. I'll get the team around me. Lando Norris is now, you know, we've got to start talking about Norris on the same level as like Leclerc. I think. Yeah. 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 He's, he started. I think if Lando had a race winning car, he would, he would be winning races. He's, he's, um, Lando's really showing Daniel Ricciardo what happens when you stay a team and you invest in the team because the team's invested Mm -hmm. in Lando. Mm -hmm. I think, I think, um, it's like what you said, Ricciardo, he, look, he, he left Red Bull and he said, oh, because the team was focused around Max. It's like, yo, give them a reason to focus on you. Do you know what I'm saying? If you are this driver, yeah. you say you're as good as you are. And everyone's saying you're as good as you are. Even if Max is great, you'll say you're better. So stay there. The team isn't going to still be back in Max if he's in second or third place. Yeah. They're going to be back in you. It's, yeah. He ran away from it. I mean, yeah. how, how you, I don't know how you leave. I mean, I get it. He wants to, he wants to grow up. He wants to move. And he, he basically, he's trying to do a Lewis. And like, you know, Lewis left McLaren. Everyone said it wasn't a good idea. And then obviously it turned into what it turned into. But, yeah. you know, there's only there's only so many times someone can leave a team and go to the best team in the world. Like, yeah. And Lewis, remember, Lewis, Lewis put in the hours. Not, Lewis had to that. grind with Mercedes, remember? Lewis was grinding with Mercedes. They weren't a race winning team when he was there. Like, yeah. he was grinding with them from day one. And it's like, yo, like, if you move... First of all, Renault, when I moved to Renault, I was thinking, that's not really the best team to move to right now. <laughs> but at least if you move there, stick it out, make that car a race-winning car. Whether it's in two years, three years, four years, it will pay off eventually. But moving to McLaren and a team that's already invested in Lando Norris, who's a young driver, so it's more than likely going to spend a majority of his career there. Yeah. A, that's a bit of a crazy decision to me. It's a sticky one. It's a sticky one. Um, well, look, talking of... 
Renault, my mm. driver of the day is actually Esteban Ocon. Um, oh, okay. Um, I'm is that you, Esteban crazy. Ocon? Um, yeah, yeah, I, I forgot about Esteban him. Ocon, yeah. I think, finished seventh or eighth. I can't remember. Yeah. Apologies. But um, I think he had a really, I had a strong qualifying uh, and he, he's beaten Alonso. And I, Again. I just, I really, I just thought, I think it's great that the Alpines moved. Uh, I was going to say Alpine as a whole, are my stars, because they've kind of moved from kind of the, I guess being like maybe like the third or fourth worst team, like into that fight with McLaren and, and Ferrari, although still like off the pace slightly. But, uh, yeah, I'm really happy for Esteban Ocon. I've, you know, I really want him to, do well against um, Alonso because I think he is a really talented driver. And I think that, again, you know, no testing this year. So every person who's moved to a new team is struggling. And um, it's going to, it would have helped Esteban to have that year against Ricardo. Um, And um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think he did really well. So he's my star driver of the day i thought i'd go a little bit left field but um i think yeah i think he did really well i mean look uh, i i'm kind of i was like looking down the grid i was like who else could there be um ricardo coming from 16th but you know shouldn't have been down there in the first place there in the first place bro i mean um because vettel qualify i guess I, i need to say some nice things about vettel because i was very harsh and then he he got a top ten qualifying, so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, not uh, you know. I, I think he did well enough. I think I think he still finished behind Stroll uh, in the end. Yeah. Um. So you know, still not an uh, but like some flicker of hope in that. Shall we get into the donkeys? Let's go. Yeah, always fun. Uh, Taser, I'll, I'll start with you. Who? Yeah. Who was your? Who was your? Uh, your donkey of the day. Um, it just has to be Nikita Mazepin, doesn't it? It just has to be holding up several <laughs> cars, finishing almost a minute behind your teammate. It's just not working. Like he may not, not have spun place. exactly. He may not have spun. He may not have crashed. He may not have caused a safety car. Um, but ultimately, he's the least capable driver on the grid. So I think, despite whatever happens, he's always for me going to be that until we start to see him you know a second behind his teammate two seconds behind his teammate i think it just has to be yeah tandy <laughs> i know you are a big <laughs> fan um <laughs> no, no no let me just credit you you're not a fan at all um, uh, what um, did you what did you make of his performance today Nothing less, nothing more. Same old shit. Even if I can wait. It's that Russian money, you guys. It's that yeah. Russian money that's keeping him there. And can we also note that Mazepin has some allegations against him? Yet nobody ever wants to kind of bring those allegations up. People would rather hound Lewis on being a black man than hound Mazepin on the allegations, sexual allegations against him. So that just makes me dislike him even more. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. <laughs> I, it doesn't surprise me anymore now. I feel like last place is his spot. And it's always interesting to see which driver is next to him in that place. Do you know what I mean? Like last place is owned <laughs> yeah. by him. He is the welcoming committee. He gives out the brochures yeah. when you come. 
<laughs> that's his place. So, and I think this is the place that we're just going to continuously see him at. We're going to always see him last place, guys. Yeah. He. Uh, he is yeah. the worst Formula One driver I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember a few years ago uh, when Massa had the accident and fractured his skull, and they brought in I think Luca Badua, and he was finishing oh, yeah. at the very end. Mazepin is worse than he was, um, and that's saying a lot because he was, yeah, God, he was in the best car on the grid, finishing at the end. Yeah, he was in a fl- yeah. yeah, he was in. Oh, he was awful, wasn't he? Um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, I always say like I don't want to come on this podcast every week and just be like Mazepin shit, like because you don't. Not that I care about him, but he is. Uh, but like you don't want to I guess you know for me I want to be able to give a level of analysis above he shit yeah but he's so bad <laughs> like he, he like what he else is, can you say like for you what else can you say like you know yeah. for you to be a minute like okay for those who may be new to the sport and like you know big up for you guys you know who are listening in F1 like the 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 distances between the cars are you know for like a second behind it's impossible for that person to overtake the other car even for you to be half a second behind it's impossible for you to overtake the other car for you to be a whole minute behind your teammate who's in the same rubbish car who's got the same experience as you in the sport your teammates there racing other cars, beating Williams, like doing amazingly, by the way, Mick Schumacher. For Mazepin to, to be a whole minute behind is, uh, it's honestly like it's farcical. Like, mm-hmm. um, to knit, to like, that's nearly being lapped. That's nearly being lapped by the person in 19th out of 20th place. Like you, you're 15 seconds away from being, or 20 seconds away from being lapped by your teammate. Like, incredible. Um, yeah, solid pick for. for I just, yeah. What else is there to say about him? To be honest, um, Tandy, I believe. Let's go. Uh, who, who, who disappointed you? Who was your donkey of the day? Right. So on what you were saying about, you know, maybe we don't always just throw the dagger at Vettel. Yeah. <laughs> My donkey of the day is Lance Strong. Oh, okay. Listen to me. Why now. is that? Ready? Shoot. Lack of pace from him, yeah. from a car he already knows. Guys, this is a guy he's had last year, so he, he knows it. Um, And now he's messing around in the slow part of the grid with a mid-running car. Yeah. It's, uh, All the it's- other cars are making progress. And literally, people like to put the blame on Vettel, but what's Lance's excuse? Do you think that um, Lance Stroll was? I think we spoke about him before. Yeah, we, we said this like, last week. Do you, do you think how good is Lance Stroll? Basically, like is Lance Stroll like a? Lance a how, honestly, let's, let's, I want you both of you. Let's okay. say ten. Ten is Lewis Hamilton. One is Mazepin. Where is Lance Stroll? <laughs> Okay, Mate, so he's going first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Taser. Guess first. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, sorry, sorry. My, it was glitching. Um, so, yeah. No, no, I yeah. think you'd be... Yeah, I, Lance Stroll, he's not a slow driver. He's a, he's a four-in-one driver. And I think even though his father has money, he's earned his stripes. If I keep it, if I keep it 110, if we put it on like, yeah. yo, he's one of the top probably 30 drivers in the world if he's in Formula One and he's driving at the pace he does. He's come close to winning a race. He's qualified higher. I think one thing we may be overlooking a little bit is that car probably sucks a lot more than people realize. I think when the regulations changed, if you saw how it hit Mercedes, who were number one, clear number one, if you saw how it hit them, where now it's like, oh, you're, Mercedes is like number two, number three right now. Like, now imagine the, 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 the Aston Martin or racing point there was last year, which it was a fast car, but it wasn't top. It wasn't like it, top two. It was maybe three on, on, on certain tracks. And now they've been hit by regulations that hinder them. Not only that is they've mm-hmm. copied this design for Mercedes. So their team isn't ingrained in the DNA of what that car is supposed to be like. So they won't be able to build up the and, you know, um, upgrades and yeah. um, fine tune the car to the same level Mercedes will. So I think the car is probably where it's supposed to be. I think it's not really, I don't no. think the car, I don't think it has rear end stability. You can see that when they drive it. And I don't think it, it's given them the confidence that they were getting last year from the car. I think Stroll is not as bad as people say he is. I think his parents have money, fair enough, but. At the end of the day, my opinion is he's still a cold driver and he's still better than, I would say, at least five guys on that grid. So that's where does, that's, he, that's where does he rank, Taser? Where does I he rank? I would say he ranks. Um, let me try and think of a driver that he would. Be. Do you know what? He reminds me of like just a little bit before, remember Kvyat, just a little bit above Kvyat. Oh, Daniel. Oh. <laughs> I would yeah. say, I would say just yeah. a little bit above, I, I'm trying to think yeah. of drivers now that I can put him in now, but I can't think of anyone. The, is, the top five teams all have really good drivers. Yeah. Like uh, Mercedes, mm-hmm. Red Bull, McLaren, Ferrari, I'd even say Alpine have mm-hmm. a really good driver pairing so yeah trying to find someone i guess I, I think he's outside of that i guess the reason i asked i asked it the reason i ask is because i guess the following question is is he a good enough driver because vettel obviously vettel's got experience but he doesn't know that car as well as lance stroll knows that car so is lance stroll a and i guess i'll ask this to you tandy do you think that he's a good enough driver to be able to help Aston Martin get out of this kind of design situation that they're in, which has kind of affected their car? Or do you think that he he maybe lacks that capability to help them get higher up the grid? Hence why he's, when the car's bad, he's just as bad, maybe. I don't think he has it. I think he's getting there. And since his dad's funding the entire thing, maybe he should be the one to get them out of the mud. <laughs> but he hasn't got that, guys. He hasn't no. got that. Not yet, T- anyway. Yeah. Taser? I do admit as well what Taser did say, that he has earned his stripes. He's not as bad as when we first met him, but he's not amazing. Yeah. And he needs to relax. Yeah. Is he, like... 
it's a bit like a Yuki situation. We like Yuki. Do I think... I'm about to make a wild statement, but I think <laughs> Yuki is a better driver than Stroll. Uh, uh, maybe. No, 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 no. Actually, mm, <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, no. Maybe not Yuki. Mm, no, no, because Yuki hasn't but, been but doing like, it for me. Uh, but, mm, yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Driver than Lance Stroll. Uh, let's say raw pace on raw pace. I think if you put them in the same car, I think Yuki has more of a fire about him that he'll be able to push that car a bit further. I think, yeah, Lance Stroll. My issue is him, he hasn't got that necessary, uh, he hasn't got that alpha mentality when it comes to being the leader of the team. He's a yeah. very kosher, relaxed, oh, yeah, no, yeah, we, the team did this, the team did that, the team did that. And unfortunately, that kind of mentality comes, sort of comes from a place of privilege where everything kind of gets sorted out for you and done for you. He's always there for him. Yeah, so he hasn't got, he hasn't, it's more of a, he has less to lose, I think, where a lot of drivers, they're like, yeah, I'm going to give this my wallet. He did, Lance Stroll never to me seems like he's a hundred percent in it. Like his heart's not in it. Do you know what I mean? Like he's always just like, yeah, it's a good weekend. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We'll do this. Oh, the car's looking fast this weekend. Oh yeah. I qualified on pole. Oh yeah. That's great. Oh yeah. I'm excited. But it's never like, it's never like, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, like we did passion. this, we did that. We did this. Like, like, yeah. oh, you That's like, yes, dream, that fire. It? it ever yeah. actually is. Dream. It was dad's dream in it. Like, yeah. That's yeah, it. I'm yeah. funding it. You better get in that car. <laughs> Look, I think, I think I think I'm not sure. Oh, sorry, after you, after you, I'm I'm not sure. I think I think to go back to your Yuki question, yeah. it's like asking me is like Jake Paul a better boxer than someone with a way more heart? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. just like I get that you're good, but you're not. Your heart's not in it, man. Your heart's not yeah. really in it. You're doing it for the for the wrong reasons. Come on, like yeah. I feel like I feel like Yuki. He, it's his first season. He's already impressing people, and he's already got this. Like he has these sparks of raw pace, and if he can just focus that, I think he's gone. I think he's gone. Okay, okay, no, good, good, good lunch stroll discussion. Um, uh, my donkey. I was going to give it to Bottas, but now I think it's a bit harsh, so I'm not going to. (laughs) Um, So I am going to say that my donkey of the day is... I'm just going to give it to Kimmy, actually, for... Thank God someone said it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was yeah, yeah. I was like, should I give it to Kimmy? Yeah, let's I was hold my breath thinking this guy, come on. You're right, <laughs> You are 40 plus, uh, maybe 40. Oh, um, you, you have 20 years experience in an F1 car. You He's cannot... raced in three different decades. Three, three oh, different decades. I actually remember, I remember playing on... Whatever F1 game when Kimi Raikkonen first come out on on and he was in a Sauber, and I remember oh being like, gosh. "I love Kimi Raikkonen. He's gonna be he's gonna be great." And look, he was always like gonna be great. But you know, we talk about people who are doing it for the wrong reasons, whose heart isn't in it. You know, sh- should they be there? Kimi Raikkonen, look, of course, he's got 
financial interest in Alfa Romeo. I think Ferrari like gave him like shares to basically say, get out of the team. We need to get Charles Leclerc in. You know, so he's obviously like invested in that team, but he is like, he even says it's like everyone's like a hobby. And I don't know. I just feel like what he did today was so schoolboy. Like if, if Mazepin done that, we're talking about it. Like what the hell are you doing? Like for him to be driving into some, into the back of someone and just like, I just, I don't know. And I just, for me, I love Kim. The, the cult of Kimmy is kind of masking the fact that we've got someone in the sport who doesn't have yeah. any love for the sport. Granddad, uh, just, yeah, his and he's just he's, getting a bit. Yeah, and it, you know, his and he's keeping a seat from a young person. Mm. You, you know, know like that's my that's my. I think my main beef of Kimmy Raikkonen is that there's this like cult following that he has, where it's like almost they've like fetishized his his prime years. If yeah. we keep it 110, yeah. the man has one championship. Cool. Rosberg has one championship. Let Get out, man. Like, <laughs> if I keep it 110, he's never really stood out to me like, this guy is it. Like, you know what? This guy's the best guy on the grid. And now, it, again, like you said, this guy's not doing it because he wants to. He's saying it's a hobby. There's uh, uh, hundreds of other drivers who could start a career and, you know, be the next Michael Schumacher, be the yeah. next Fernando Alonso, be the next Lewis Hamilton. And there's waiting in the sidelines because somebody is doing something for it as a hobby. It's not fair. It's a hobby. Crazy. Uh, I, I was not impressed. I was not impressed. Yeah. Tandy? I mean, you know how I feel about these uncles on the freaking tracks nowadays. You know, I mean, yeah. like... Just give it a rest now, Raikkonen. Yeah, it's make it's space not... for someone else in it. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's today as well, should have people actually kind of looking at Kimmy like you're not coming back next year, are you? I, I, yeah, I really hope he doesn't. I really hope he doesn't come what's back he, next isn't year. He like, what's he trying to do? Like, is he? Is, is there a record he's trying to set? Is it? He's already said. He's he's got the most Grand Prix. Like he said that last year, I think. So. You know, he's already, you know, going to be in history as the most races completed. So, uh, yeah, you know. That's... Yeah, he needs a hobby, guys. Hashtag get Raikkonen in a hobby. <laughs> hey, that, you yeah. should start that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 one isn't, isn't a hobby for him, clearly. <laughs> my, man, my man's battling way back down. Like, how are you going to enter a legacy like that, man? Yeah. Down, yeah. In, down in the slums of... The, of um, Q1 exits. Yeah. It's it's not great. So look, we are going to Spain, not we, literally the sport is going to Spain Um, next week. Spanish Grand Prix, never uh, an entertaining race, to be honest. Uh, Bro, I hate that race, man. I'm not looking forward to the pod, to be honest. It's definitely (laughs) not going to be as eventful as the last, well, last three that we've had. But I guess, um, Taze, if there's one thing that you'd like to see at the uh, Spanish Grand Prix, what would that be? Lewis Hamilton getting his 100th pole and winning to really rub salt in the wounds of the bitter people that hate seeing him win. I think that would be what I would like to see. Or... If somehow we could have an interesting race as well, that would be the icing on the cake. But I just don't think it's going to happen. Not not in not in Barcelona. No, it's uh, it's definitely uh, oh, it's just such a boring race. I hate it. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, hopefully Lewis Hammer and yeah, I 
I would, I would love, yeah, oh, 100th power. I'd, I would love that. Tandy, um, what would you like to see? Um, I'd like to see Lando Norris on pole. <laughs> okay. That's so bold. I love on it. pole? <laughs> on pole? That's so bold. Lando Norris on pole. You mean like in qualifying, you are expecting Lando Norris to set the fastest lap in that McLaren around Barcelona? Stick I just want good for him, guys. No, but I've said it now. So now I've got to stick with it. But more, do you know what? I'd really just like him to kind of do what he did last week and continue, just continuously just yeah. climb up and prove to everyone that he's doing great. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Not, not, not not he, would mm. actually, he would be a good guy for that second Mercedes seat when I think about it, you know? <laughs> I think even more than <laughs> Russell at this point, like, I'm not, like, I like Russell, don't get me wrong, but I feel mm. like Lando would be more of a Lando, yeah. Player. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, mm. and I, uh, I think that's I think that's a, a, that's a better a, shout. I think that's that a better is shout. That's a very good great, shout. It's a great theory. Um, I, I would love, uh, yeah, I, I, I always kind of think in the back of my mind, I always think that like, I feel like Lando, I think everyone's like, we can't seem away from McLaren, but people used to think that about, about, um, about Lewis. And it's, yeah. you know, um, at the end of the day, Mercedes at one, one day, Mercedes are going to come calling with a checkbook. 100%. Someone's going to get the golden ticket. Like, mm. I think, whether well, obviously someone's going to leave now, well, obviously Bottas is going to leave now. End of the season. Oh, actually, sorry, I'll ask you this question. We, um, we, uh, we got uh, sent some uh, tweets from people uh, oh. who, who like who are follow us on Twitter, and they like you know. I was like, what would you like us to discuss? And so, like one of them, um, say less. Uh, at Mufasa underscore official um, said um, Bottas's future at Mercedes. Um, for me personally, I think it's over if Hamilton stays. So, uh, do I guess quickly? Do we think that this is Bottas's last season at Mercedes? Hundred percent. I, I, I would actually put money on it. I've got, yeah. I'll put crypto on it. I'll put crypto on it. I'm actually. <laughs> I'll actually put... go and place a bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. I, I, so. Um, gun to your head. Who do you think is going to go into that second seat? You know what? I don't think it should be George Russell, but science telling me they're probably going to put George Russell in there. But a lot of you guys, I be I read a lot of Reddit blogs, and a lot of Reddit blogs are saying after what happened with Bottas last week i keep going on about last week because it was so like, iconic for me. um mm. that you know they might not consider him you know what i don't think that's true i don't think that's true. i think what happened last week the media and especially formula one they love to make it out mm-hmm. like it's a massive thing i've seen um teammates act aggressively towards each other i've seen mm-hmm. like remember when um vettel and um i think it was well, weber crashed well, weber. into and they were doing effing blind and doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Nico yeah. Rosberg and Lewis Hamilton crashed into each other several times. And it was, <laughs> my man threw a hat at him and he had to dodge the hat. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think I, to my knowledge, George Russell's managed by Toto Wolf, and he's yeah. also in the Mercedes Driver Academy. It's a done yeah. deal. He's in that yeah. seat. He's in already, I think, yeah. Yeah. The only other person 
that it's going to sound stupid was Esteban Ocon that could have yeah. possibly taken that seat. Yeah. But I think yeah, that was no. that was who I was. I was like, the thing is, I would say it was it will be Ocon. Only reason I say it's going to be Ocon is because I think everyone's expecting Gasly to take his seat at Alpine. Mm. next year because he's not going to stay at Red Bull. I don't think Red Bull want to put him into the into the main seat. I don't think he even wants to go into the main seat. Um, not at this stage, no. So uh, I feel like, I think a lot of people are saying that Alpine, it works as well because he's French as well. So it doesn't matter about them taking a French driver out. They can put another French driver in. Um, and so we'll leave Ocon without a drive, basically. So either there's either there'll be musical chairs and maybe Ocon goes to Williams and Russell goes to whatever. But if if Ocon the only problem with Ocon going to Williams, sorry, to Mercedes is if Ocon goes to Mercedes, it basically leaves George Russell without a drive. And I just don't I can't see that unless Vettel maybe leaves Aston Martin at the end of the year, but he signed a multi-contract agreement. Yeah. We've got 2022 coming up where everyone thinks it's going to be like, no one knows who's going to be at the front. It'll be Mercedes. That's really but, exciting next year, you know? Yeah, next year's going to be... Next I mean, year's going to be really exciting. If, if it's, if it like, I, I'm going to like hold off on being too excited because they say it a lot and it's like mm. regulation change is going to change this and that and the other but and everything stays yeah. the same <laughs> yeah exactly so we'll see we'll see but um anyway i yeah i think that'll be interesting to see but someone's going to get the golden ticket next year someone's going to get the big old golden ticket once lewis hamilton leaves whoever gets that replace hamilton seat is like essentially that could be I'm, claire that yeah. could be norris that could be russell it could be Anyone, it's not like, going to be Leclerc, though. Verstappen, is it? it's not going to be Leclerc, though, is it? Sandy, I'm actually interested in. <laughs> Sandy, I'm interested in who you think is going to be in that seat. Me? Uh, yeah, you. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, were you asking me? Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Who has shown? I'd love to see Lando Norris in there, but I don't think he's yeah. ready. I'd love. There's a lot of people who I'd love to see in there, but no one's ready for that yet. Yeah, no, clearly, no one's ready for that yet. No one's ready to take that seat. It so, could be the, yeah, it could be career I, destroying. That's a problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the thing. I would put if if I was team principal at Mercedes right now, and mm. I was like, you know what, Bottas is fried. Get him out. I would put Lando in that seat without a doubt. I don't even blink. I'd be like, Lando, do you want, do you want a seat? Cool. Because I feel like Lando but, is smart enough to play his position and still good enough to drive at the speed. And then when Lewis is gone, Lando's like, cool, this is my team now. Do you know what I'm saying? Just the same way he did with Carlos Sainz. Sainz, sorry. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Okay. One more question before we go. From Mark Antsy one Will Perez break the curse of the second Red Bull seat? Tandy. I think he's at pace to do so. Yeah. I do think he's definitely at pace to do so. He's a, you, we've always got to remember, you know, Perez is a very good driver. He's a really good driver. And I think he, yeah, he's at pace to do so. I'm okay. not going to say anything because <laughs> you never know. But Yeah, no, I hear that. Taser, what do you think? Do you reckon, uh, do you reckon Perez is going to, I guess, what's, what is, what does success constitute for Perez this season? I think success will be um, finishing in the constructors behind or in front of Max. 
Um, and I think, will he break the second Red Bull seat curse? It depends what are the parameters of this curse. Because if the parameters are just being behind Max, then no. If the parameters are being a, l- a lot behind Max, I think... Yeah, he will because there's no one that's really there's no car that's really fast enough to compete with that car. Mm. Um, and again, like um, Dandy said, Checo's a good driver and he's been um, marinating for a long time now. So, yeah. or marinating, <laughs> sorry, for a long time. So, I feel like he, I feel like you can do it. I don't think the seat was cursed. I just think the car was just not great for someone who's not a like a quick, instinctive driver that just takes the thing straight away. But yeah, I just think the car was just not that great. Okie dokie. Well, thank you guys. Guys, we have we've come to the end of what has been a, a lovely, lovely little podcast, man. I love um, this episode, man. Uh Taser, thank you so much for You're welcome. uh for coming. And look, for all of the uh F1 fans out there who want to connect with you, um, where can they find you on social media? Um, so it's at Taser Official on I think that's me on everything. Yeah, at Taser Official on everything and yeah, I just want to say thanks for having me on. And I know that a lot of fans, like we were talking about racism for the first 22 minutes and I feel like a lot of people have probably skipped that. So if you're hearing this now, go back and listen to it. And just because yeah. it's racism, don't roll your eyes and just skip it. Like go from one minute and listen all the way through to that 22 minute marker and then you're going to learn something. Or if you don't learn something, at least you've given it a chance. I think that's the right thing. No. Mm-hmm. Well said. And, and I think- you know, after you, sorry, Tandy. Uh, sorry. And I also think with all the black Twitter fans, next week is Spain. Keep that in mm. mind when you're tweeting. <laughs> yeah. Protect yourself. Sometimes, you know, it's okay to just turn off your phone, turn your notifications 100%. off, block people. Because 100%. I'm just going to be honest with you. We saw what happened and we know yeah. what's going on here. Mm. No, for yeah. sure. Look, well said, Tandy. Um, uh, guys, thank you for uh, listening and all watching. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. Give this video a like. If you are uh, listening on Spotify, um, give us a follow. If you're listening on Apple, leave us a review. I'm actually, yeah, we need to do a campaign to get people to review us on Apple. Uh, yeah, actually, so why, why are you guys reviewing us? Need to get reviews. So we're going to need to make sure you review us. But uh, follow us yeah, on Twitter. Subscribe to the YouTube, uh, Quick Stop F1 on everything. And we will see you uh, in Spain. So it's goodbye from Tandy. Goodbye from Tandy. <laughs> goodbye from Taser. And goodbye from Taser. <laughs> and it's goodbye from me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out here. So we'll see you guys in Spain. Take care. Bye-bye. Black voices are making an impact this month and beyond. Keep listening to discover one of our favorite shows, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. There's a lot of misinformation out there, but the truth remains indisputable. I'm Dr. Rashad Ritchie, and every day I'll be bringing you a full dose of truth on my show, Indisputable. We cover criminal justice, social justice, politics, racism, police brutality, and everything in between. I even make space for conservative voices, but not before they step into the bullpen, where I debate them on their policy agenda. In January, I hosted They Called Him Radical, a special tribute to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It features myself, Senator Nina Turner, Ricky Smiley, and Sharon Reed. Together, we reflected on Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy, his real legacy, and considered what we can all do to continue to fight for a better world. Listen to Indisputable and They Called Him Radical on Apple Podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. 
ACAST.com.